Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly, patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Welcome to the Smirconish Podcast for Independent Minds. Do you think Mrs. Parker Bowles was a factor in the breakdown of your marriage? Well, there were three of us in this marriage, so it was a bit crowded. We all remember that line, right? It was 1995. It was Martin Bashir on behalf of Panorama, a BBC show. And, of course, it was Princess Diana that he was questioning, and it was the interview heard around the world. Well, I am a huge fan of The Crown, and I am making my way through this season five, and earlier this week, I watched episode seven. Episode seven of season five of The Crown deals with this chapter in the uh, the royals' lives. After watching that episode, I sent my friend Patrick Jeffson who was Princess Diana's chief of staff, an email. I'm comfortable in sharing with you what I said to him, and then he can speak for himself in terms of of what he wishes to share in terms of a response. But here was my note. Patrick, I hope you had a nice holiday weekend. Time off afforded me opportunity to catch up on The Crown, specifically through Season 5, Episode 7. I know it's a dramatization. But if just 1% of what was depicted about Martin Bashir's treachery is true, it's an outrage. I can only hope for your sake that Princess Diana didn't go to her grave believing any of what he perpetrated. Anyway, just wanted to weigh in with my personal support. This is Patrick Jeffson. Patrick, thank you so much for coming back to the program. Michael, it's good to be with you. I know that uh, it's getting so much attention, and and everyone from you know John Major to we commoners wants to correct the historical record. But as it related to this particular Bashir episode, did they get it right in the Crown? Yes, they did. In fact, Michael, in your in your kind email, you referred to you know if, if it's only one percent true. Actually, in my reply, I said it's a hundred percent true. The writers of The Crown, Peter Morgan in particular, and the researchers used as their text for that episode the report of the inquiry by Lord Dyson, which the BBC commissioned into the uh, failure of journalistic and editorial standards that lay behind Martin Bashir's interview. And that report has been uh, held up as, uh, uh, at last, the truth by what really happened. I believe there's probably more to come, but as far as it goes, 
it does make it quite clear that Martin Bashir used very, very unethical methods to secure his interview. And as part of that process, he found it necessary to get me out of the way. Well, in the episode, and therefore in real life, he convinced her that you, her most loyal and trusted aide, had sold her out and that you were on the take. Yes, that's a particularly touching scene, I think. Um, and at the time, of course, I wasn't aware of what was happening. I just knew that my working relationship with the princess, which, as you can imagine, over eight years working very closely around the world in good times and bad, was very close. In fact, it had to be very close. It relied for its success on complete mutual trust. And at a stroke, Martin Bashir had destroyed that trust, but I didn't know. All I realized was that for some reason, my working relationship with the princess had been destroyed, and therefore, I couldn't do my job, and I resigned. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Welding instructor Alex DeClaire knows VR training platforms like ForgeFX help students master their skills. There's a big learning curve with welding. Virtual reality simulates that exact muscle memory that they need. Learn more at meta.com slash metaverse impact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. But it's it's not only, Patrick, that he said you untrustworthy. He actually dummied up documents purporting to show or purporting to be bank statements from a Channel Islands account that he claimed you shared with Prince Charles's then private secretary and a man because of his closeness to her husband, Diana, viewed as an enemy. I mean, he he undertook measures. He went to great lengths to perpetrate this fraud. Well, I think that's the most chilling aspect of it. Or one of the most chilling aspects. He thought really hard about this. He researched me. He researched some of my colleagues. He went into great detail. This was no casual uh, or um, kind of opportunistic uh, opportunity to to uh, 
um, you know, tell a few little fibs to Diana. This was a carefully, coldly calculated campaign, which he applied with, with absolutely uh, cold-blooded ruthlessness. I think the Crown portrays this very well. And Diana, of course, at that stage, she was, she'd been separated from her husband um, for uh, four years. She was unsure about her place in national life, let alone in the royal family. Her future was in doubt. She was um, isolated in many respects. She was unsure who she could trust. There were a lot of people, not least in the royal establishment, who wished that she would kind of disappear. It would be much easier for uh, the prince and his uh, uh, mistress, Mrs. Parker Bowles, not to have her on the scene anymore. So it was, uh, I think, a very, very um, uh, smart move on Bashir's part to recognize that she was vulnerable, but an unforgivably cold-blooded move to take advantage of that for his own ambitious purposes. And for the benefit of those who don't know the real history or haven't seen that episode... He used her brother, Earl Spencer. We all, of course, remember Earl Spencer from the funeral at Westminster. He used Earl Spencer as the go-between, seemingly convinced Earl Spencer, although in retrospect, it looks like Earl Spencer himself had some concerns, but first convinced the brother, then convinced Princess Diana, then was able to record that interview under a cover of darkness at Kensington Palace. And meanwhile, you, I guess, were caught completely unaware. Yes, I was. Um, This is one of the most uh, raw, emotional things for me about watching The Crown, because I only discovered what happened last year. 25 years, I had thought, you know, my, my life had moved on. Um, my work for Princess Diana had been very fulfilling and a great honor, but it was in the past. Uh, and now to discover this was how the relationship had come to an end was difficult to process. And, of course, I then had uh, legal redress against the BBC. But seeing, it, seeing these events portrayed so brilliantly by the Crown really is emotionally very raw. And uh, I was grateful to Netflix. They let me watch a preview of that episode. Uh, and uh, gave me a chance to see what was coming. And I have to say they did it very well. Patrick, it pains me to even ask you this question, but do you believe that she went to her grave believing that you betrayed her? You know, Michael, I'm afraid that's exactly the conclusion I have to reach. Because once I resigned, we had no further contact. Uh, It was a very unhappy parting. Um which was at the time difficult enough, but now to realize that because of the lies Martin Bashir had told her, she went to her death thinking that I had betrayed her after so many years of working closely uh, for her is a lasting source of pain. And I just hope that, that, you know, from wherever she is now, she can see that this has been resolved. And because of the damages I was paid by the BBC, uh, the last charity patronage I set up for it, the Teahatton Children's Hospice in Wales, received all the damages that I was paid as a result of this. Is it only because of your litigation that we now know the truth? Uh, not only because of my litigation. Really, um, the, the real credit goes to an investigative journalist called Andy Webb. Uh, he worked tenaciously for years 
to get to the bottom of this. He recognized that he was being met with a wall of secrecy, that he was being obstructed every time he tried to research the background to this interview. And uh, that really, as is, I think you could, you could probably acknowledge, Michael, that very often it's not the initial offense that causes the most damage. It's the cover-up afterwards. And what Dyson uh, discovered was at least part of that cover-up. Andy Webb, to his credit, is continuing to dig because he feels that there are still some secrets in this case that have yet to be revealed. And he's determined to get to the bottom of it. And I think that the story continues. Have there been instances in the last year since you learned the truth and now that the world knows the truth of of how you were done so wrong, of people calling you? And I'm not even sure who I'm thinking of, but being apologetic for perhaps cutting you out in that era? Um, Yes. I mean, I've had some very nice calls and back in touch with some people. It's an interesting sort of philosophical point, I suppose, Michael, to have suffered an injustice like that and not really known the full extent of it um, does help you keep things in perspective. Like all of us, when we suffer setbacks, I just got on with my life. I, I counted my blessings, which are many, and uh, that has led me to a wonderful new life here in the United States. But now I'm in a position to look back on what happened. Uh, I do feel some lingering anger, but more than that, I feel great disappointment for Diana herself because I think that because of the consequences of the interview, Diana's own situation was made very much more difficult. Uh, And I could certainly argue the point that she put herself then in a position where the tragedy of the car crash in Paris could happen. Uh, That, I think, is the lasting shame that Bashir will carry. In other words, because she was so distrustful of people in her orbit by then. Yes, ultimately she put her trust in the hands of people who were not really competent to look after her. Right. And, uh, you know, the the consequences were tragic. Patrick, your papers, your papers are now at Churchill College, Cambridge. Have you gone back and reread them? And if so, do you see any clues in terms of what went on? Was there any telltale sign now of the real story? Well, I haven't been able to look at all the papers because uh, COVID um, rather interrupted, uh, made it much more difficult to get to the archive. But now uh, I'm fully intending to, to get through some of those old files because, you know, just by looking at my office diary, I could see that there was a sudden change after, I now know, Bashir told her the lies about me. And uh, that has been interesting from a forensic perspective, just to rerun some of those events in my mind's eye. It still, you know, can hit me in the middle of the night. So that's why that happened. Or, you know, suddenly things that didn't make any sense, I can now understand were the result of this. It's, it's a kind of a jigsaw that I'm still putting the pieces together. I would think that Earl Spencer is a kindred spirit. Uh, Earl Spencer was really um, the, the source of the, uh, the notes which he kept during his meetings with Bashir 25 years ago. And these were the things that really, I think, uh, uh, exposed the BBC for the, the, the failures that it had, it had allowed to happen. I mean, his, um, 
his concern for his sister, I think, is incredibly praiseworthy, and his continuing concern for her legacy, and for that matter, the kindness he has paid to me. I'm very grateful for. Okay, I, well, okay. Now, now maybe you're giving me what I was looking for in asking that. I would like to think that you know your phone would have rung and it would have been him saying, "My God, it, what a tragedy was was bestowed upon you." Well, we have been in touch, not directly, but you right. see, um, uh, the the process of digging through this is quite a delicate business, mm-hmm. and it's quite often easier to work through through intermediaries. I see. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Ophthalmologist Dr. Strauss has seen firsthand how the Metaverse is helping surgeons practice the procedures to treat cataracts. Cataracts are the primary cause of avoidable blindness. He works with a virtual reality training platform developed by Fundamental VR and Orbis International to help surgeons develop the muscle memory they need. The result? More confident, capable surgeons. And even more importantly... Patients who can see. Explore more stories like Dr. Strauss's at meta.com slash metaverseimpact. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions. Listen to Michael live weekdays on POTUS, Sirius XM channel 124 and on the SXM app. One, one last thing, if I may, you have written Shadows of a Princess. You have written The Megan Factor. Will you write now about that which we're discussing, the, the interview, the Bashir chapter? Well, I was certainly thinking about it, Michael. Yeah, this hope you will. This does put a whole new slant on, on uh, the account I gave in in. Shadows of a Princess. It really deserves, I think, to be uh, explored and and recorded in a way that makes future generations understand what actually happened towards the end of Princess Diana's life. And I think that uh, once once the fuller picture is known, that's something I'll definitely consider. Thank you so much for your willingness to discuss this. My my, my heart breaks now knowing this full story. Um, and also, Patrick, I have to say this as an American, just to remember that Bashir parlayed that experience into an American cable television hosting gig. Yes, and went on to be instrumental, I think, in, in uh, uh, the, the tragic 
um, circumstances in which Michael Jackson also died. So there is a he had skills that made him a very effective interviewer, but his ethics were his ethical compass was non-existent. Patrick Jefferson, thank you. Thank you, Michael. Patrick's books are Shadow of a, Shadows of a Princess and The Megan Factor. I know so, you're not. I know you're not watching The I Crown. I can't watch this but, part of The Crown. But It'll break my heart. Can I just tell you this from my vantage point? Please tell me. So, I, re- I know he was. I've come to know completely unscrupulous. But, I've come to know Patrick Jefferson. Yes, we met at a charity dinner years ago and have remained in touch. He's an amazing guest on radio and, and television. television. Right, yes. because he's been very gracious in coming on this program here on POTUS and also being my guest on CNN. And anytime anything royal occurs, I think of Patrick Jefferson. Right. How do I introduce Patrick Jefferson? I always introduce Patrick as. A person who for eight years was at the elbow, literally, of Princess Diana, was her chief of staff. I didn't know how the relationship had ended. So now, picture me this week at home watching The Crown, season five, episode seven. It's all about—this is at a a time period I probably— got excited and, and should have set it up better for the benefit of the audience. But this comes at a point— in what did I say, 1995, when Princess Diana is estranged from Charles. Right. So the boys are getting on. Uh, William is now at Eton. I'm just trying to kind of set yep. the stage Where, for how you. How old was everybody? What's going By on? By the way, he, you know, he can look out a window at Eton. This is why you would love this. No, I and he can You would. And he can see Windsor Castle. And Granny can look out the castle window at Windsor and see Eaton. Not see their individual rooms. Sure, but, but there they are. But, it, okay, so that's what's going on. And, you know, the kids are vulnerable because of the relationship between Charles and Diana, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Diana has a new love interest in uh, the cardiologist, uh, Khan, I think is, oh, his, yes. is his last name, that. the Pakistani. Sure. But what ends up happening is that Martin Bashir is this this upstart journalist at Panorama, which is a BBC product, and he wants to interview Princess Diana, but so too in the States do CBS and ABC, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. He gets the interview and and surreptitiously goes into Kensington Palace. Um, nobody is forewarned of what's going to go on. They get it in the can. It's 54 minutes long. There are three of us in the marriage. I mean, it, the world explodes. 40, explodes. 40% of the country... Watched that interview, yeah. meaning of the United Kingdom. Okay. So what we now know is that Martin Bashir used phony documents that he first showed her brother and then showed her saying, you're surrounded by people who are on the take from the intelligence authorities and from the firm, from the sure. royal family, including Patrick Jeffson, who you just heard. Oh God, and he, sells, one he sells out Patrick and Patrick's rep- relationship is irrevocably broken. And for the last 25 years, he doesn't know why Princess Diana wasn't speaking to him at the end. And it's because and- Bashir convinced her that he'd sold her out and he hadn't. And so what his t- his idea was that that if I tell her that everybody is against you, you're going to want to get your own voice heard and I you're going to talk to me. Exactly. Ugh, exactly. That's despicable. Season five, episode seven. And as Paul Harvey would say, now that you heard Patrick, sure. now you know the rest of the story. 
the Smirconish Podcast for independent minds. Listen to Michael Smirconish live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. It's time to take your career to the next level. With over 150 graduate degree programs, the Catholic University of America, located in Washington, D.C., provides world-class academics with a student experience that educates the whole person, mind, body, and spirit. Whether your professional calling is in engineering, nursing, social work, or any of our other exceptional degree programs, encounter the best of everything that Catholic University has to offer and discover the best in yourself. Learn more today at catholic.edu forward slash gradadmissions.